A few moments later. Thank you, JB. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Will, where you draw the line, man, with the trash talk? I don't. You know, there's no lines. Mm -mm. It's, 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 it's all, all fair game. It's all fair and love and so, so if you So if you're on the field and somebody say something, say something a little personal, how you taking that? I know that's football. You just say something back. That's, oh, the, oh. that's the object to get you out your game. Okay. It's mental warfare. So you have you have no issue with what Cincinnati did. You have no issue with with the mayor did. No, I got something about the mayor. Yeah, for sure. Whereas Joseph Lee Burrow, who's three and zero against Mahomes, has been asked by officials to take a paternity test, to confirming whether or not he's his father. Somebody told a lie one day. Yeah, I feel like with, that was a little extreme. Somebody feel, father. That's a little extreme. I feel like with the players, it's definitely like you know when. When you're on the battlefield, yeah. it's all fair game. Yeah, lines get crossed, but that was a little yeah. too much there, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, what the mayor said was extremely wild. I think... He went rogue. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I, he went rogue. I seriously doubt he get reelected. Oh, damn. <laughs> I seriously doubt he you get reelected. You think they hold that against him? Uh, man. I mean, because the thing about it is a lot of Bengals fans are saying that whole Burrowhead thing was only about 10% of the fan base. They yeah. kind of knew it. They kind of knew once all of that started getting out, the trash talk, Eli, Apple, they knew that once, especially with what the mayor said, once that got out, mm -hmm. they felt like they ain't stand a chance, which wow. I feel like because it's, it's something about trash talk where you're, you're giving fuel to the other team. Like, you... Kansas City already didn't need it. But for, the, for, for a trip to the Super Bowl, you worried about giving fuel? Absolutely. Absolutely. You worry about all the wrong stuff then. Absolutely. That's, I mean, you giving them bulletin board material. Kansas, my thing is this. Kansas, it's, not City, like, Kansas it's, City. Not, it's not like Kansas City is one of these teams that's going to come in and beat you up and all. Like, they're, no, they're not. But so the, what but the thing is, is that you have, you have the up on them right now. You've beaten them three times, regardless of what the score was. You've beaten them three times. Oh, by the way, this is week eight of the Adjusting the Will podcast. Will, what's yeah, up? Yeah, I, I, I'm like, oh, we, we all ready to start it? Yeah. So, um, no, I mean, you, you when, when I look at teams like that, teams like Cincinnati are, are built to bully you, in my opinion. Not, not just the physicality on the field, but with the mental games. Right. When you look at when the Chiefs, when they were beating up on the Ravens before Lamar got got that one signature win against them, okay, Chiefs were three and zero against them. Mm -hmm. Ain't say a word. And the thing about it is, they were beating up on the Ravens, especially mm -hmm. that that uh, that last game when they beat them. What was that? The COVID year. But that's that not Monday the night. mentality of that team. But that's not a talking that's, team. That's what I'm saying. But you're talking about a team that comes from a division full of talkers. In terms of the AFC North, yeah, the Ravens talk, the Steelers not talk, not like that, nah. I disagree. Not like mm -hmm. that. That's crazy. not no. I haven't seen I haven't seen the Steelers talk since since Hans Ward retired. They haven't really been in the position to. Why haven't they? They've been they they haven't really they, been they in they the were, position uh, to. Was was Hans Ward on that team that year they the, the last year they won the Super Bowl, two thousand nine? 
Was he on that team? We talking about 2009 win, 2023. Right, but what they I'm saying. They haven't been in that position to talk They've been long in the time. playoffs. They they made it to the playoffs. They won divisions. Now, when they got to the playoffs, they ain't do nothing. So you're not in a position to talk just because you make the playoffs. I, that's why a lot of times it's based on how you view things. So Making so, the playoffs so, isn't worthy of talking about to me. To me, in my opinion, you only had a right to talk when you win something. So like straight up. Right. Like you so something, even, but if I play a team and we're going against you and mm-hmm. I beat you three times, why can't I talk? You haven't beat me. You haven't, Once you beat you haven't, me, you be quiet. To, I'll be quiet. You haven't won the 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 prize. You haven't won the Super Bowl. But I won they, the I won the conference in your house last year. Okay. So I should be able to talk until you beat me. That's why I say it's based off perspective. It's all in how you view it. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but Again, where I, how I am, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't like the, I don't like too much of the talking anyway. But you have like, the mentality of a quarterback because you play quarterback. Most quarterbacks don't talk. Everybody else talks. So it's all a mentality. Yeah. <laughs> it's all a mentality. I mean, when they but, asked but, Joe Burrow but, about him saying, I'm him on the field, what did he say? I said oh, that. Oh, I said that, yeah. That's because he's I mean, in the lines. You understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean... What was what was wrong with what he said? Nothing. That, but that's not something you're usually you're just starting to hear quarterbacks say stuff like that is what I'm saying. Eh. For the most part, quarterbacks don't talk like that. They button up, they, you know, they they try to keep everything close to the vest. Quarterbacks don't do that. So I understand that mentality from you. <clears throat> now a defensive player will have a totally different mindset. They so, talk so they're vocal. So just to give you an example, the Buffalo Bills went to the Super Bowl four straight years. They had the right to talk, is what you're saying. For the AFC. I think for the AFC, yeah. Okay. Because nobody else in the AFC, you haven't beat them. Yeah, we're losing in the Super Bowl, but it's going through us every year. We're going. So we now, so now all of a sudden, because you won the, you won the, the AFC last mm-hmm. year, you're talking. No, I, yeah, I don't but, think it's just because they won it last year. No, they didn't win overall, but they won the AFC conference. Okay, but that's and what I'm beat, saying. And they, they beat them in their house. And before that, they, they haven't lost to them not one time until yesterday. With, so, Joe, with Joe Burrow. Right. And, and, I'm saying and that group. That group hasn't right. lost. Right. So why can't they talk? And all you got to do is shut them up like they did. Right. It's just a simple fix. No, I'm saying it's it's so if that's if that's your prerogative to talk, I'm just saying from my perspective, if you haven't won anything and I'm talking about the grand prize, then mm-hmm. you shouldn't be talking. That's just me. It's teams out there that's, that's talking that haven't won a thing, that haven't right. even made it to the playoffs. Right. So again, it's just funny to me that even when we spoke a few weeks ago when Joe Mixon came out and was like, oh, we the big dogs at the AFC, the AFC now, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, they not. So you don't like, think you don't think that the Chiefs felt like that? They just didn't say it? Or is it okay because they didn't say it? You don't feel as though they felt like they was the big dogs? They had the right to feel like they was the but, big dogs. But I'm saying just because they didn't say it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, so it's, that it's makes all it okay like, if you think it, just don't say it. It's a problem. You got to keep. We, of course it's a problem. Of course, it's a problem because now, yet again, that goes back to the to the to the bravado. It goes back to, again, football is a is a sport where, again, on on the field is going to come times where that egotistical side of you is going to come out. Mm-hmm. The humility, in time, I mean, you see it, in, like you said, you see it in most quarterbacks. They're going to let their play speak. Mm-hmm. With some of the other players, of course, when you on the field, when when you between the lines, you're going to talk smack. Mm-hmm. I get that part of it, but then once once the game is over and you still talking, that's why I'm just like. So, eh. so since the game's over, you supposed to cut your feelings off? 
nobody's saying that. Nobody's no, saying I'm, cut I'm your feelings off. I'm but, asking because you but just come from a your, big you, win. You poking your chest out. You come from a big win, <clears> and now you have to cut off your feelings because these mics nobody's are Nobody's saying cut you. off your feelings. My so, thing but that's is all they're doing is saying their feelings. That's how they felt. So, like I explained to you before, what... Which McCall, what, Mike Hilton, he was what he was mic'd up, right? Mm-hmm. NFL films or NFL, like, they had him mic'd up. So what he said, he knew he was going to get out. But, of course, you're in the heat of the moment. I had no problem with that. Okay. I have no issue with that. You on your sideline, you talking your talk, I have no problem with that. But then once all of this extra stuff started coming Where was he at up, when, they called it, when he called it Burrowhead? He was on the sideline. On, on his sideline. So what's the difference? Is it because he called it Burrowhead now? No, I just said I ain't have a problem with it because he was oh, on okay. his sideline. Yeah, I'm trying. He was to... on his sideline, right? And if he wasn't mic'd up, then nobody would have heard that, right? But again, he might have forgot he was mic'd up. That's between the lines. Now with what Eli Apple was doing yeah, and all of that, yeah. and then with the mayor, that's where I'm like, are y'all doing so too you, much? So basically, it's based off the players. Like, like what if, what if? What if Jamal Chase had said what Eli Apple said? Would it be received and the same what, way? What, what, I mean, Eli Apple said a whole bunch of stuff. I'm just saying all the stuff because none of us agree. All of us agree Eli Apple shouldn't be. He should now, be like the where, last where person I kinda to say like, So what if it was like Jamal Chase that said that? If Everything Jam, if that Jamal Eli Chase, so Apple if, has said. So if Jamal Chase, like going back to the Buffalo game, mm-hmm. if Jamal Chase... Carried on with all the antics the way Eli did when he was reposting and adding Stefan Diggs and all of that. Right. To me, when you antagonizing somebody like that, mm-hmm. I don't do too well with that. That's just me. Right. But again, you gotta, in your mind, you gotta know where you gotta be mentally sharp to not allow that stuff to bother you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But of course, when you look at certain players and <laughs> you look at a player that's all the so, way down here, so that's what like, I'm saying. Is it because it was Eli Apple more so than what was well, said? Everybody, everybody look at Eli Apple and be like, th- no, I, no, I'm I'm one thousand percent. If Jamal had said it, Jamal had said it, it, it would have been would, a little more understandable. It would have been more understandable, but for me personally, I still would have been looking at him like, yo, why you doing that? Okay. Like you like take the high road. Like why you antagonizing this man? You got the win, keep it moving. That's what I don't understand. But about. think about but think about the bravado and the the temperament and the way he is, Stefan Diggs. Sure. But I don't never see him carry it to that extent. Look like at what they he did to his the, quarterback, though. Keep it on the field. Look at what he did to his quarterback. In the heat of the moment, right? But that he was didn't on think their sideline. But that was on their sideline. Of course. Look what look at what Jermaine Pratt said yesterday and everybody giving him you know, give, giving him uh, heck for that. Yeah. You know, why you why you hit the quarterback? Like he was in the heat of the moment. Like it's it's that a was trip a horrible to, play. It's a trip to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. On and the again, line. like I don't think that he should have to defend himself because he was caught in the heat of the moment. Where right. a lot of the times cameras shouldn't even be around for stuff. I like agree. That. So I agree. To you know, to to make the point. Yes, if Jamal has said it. I would have looked at him the same way, but it would have been a different level of how I looked at it okay. because of who he who is. Who he is. Okay. Same, okay. Thing with, same thing with Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton is a veteran leader on that team. So what he said, the whole Burrowhead, Burrowhead thing, I don't necessarily have a problem with what he said and when he said it because mm-hmm. it was on his sideline. Right. The now, media blew it up more. Once they caught it, you understand what I'm saying? Because then they start putting it in headlines and right. I mean Arrowhead, Burrow. It's just a, I think it was more so a play on words. 
Right, but, because they only beat them once there. And you know, and you know when players when they when you know when that gets exposed, they're gonna double down. Yeah, I got you now. You got, you I got to roll with what it. I said. You got to roll with it. Yeah, I can't come back and say, oh, why didn't mean it like that? We about to play y'all. I meant that. But where where I draw the line because, like I said, trash talk is trash talk. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly care for it. But it's a part of the game. Right. Where I draw the line was when the mayor stepped in and said what he said. Yeah, that was that was especially that considering was, this that man father's here and right. you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, that was that super was, obnoxious. That was entirely too much. But it's funny to me now that now that we're here and the Chiefs have Chiefs have won, they secured the, you know, the win to to get to the Super Bowl. Now it's it's like, oh, the Chiefs not carrying themselves the way they should, based off of the fact that they were handed the game. We'll get to that. But it's it's just funny because now it's oh they're not carrying themselves like respectable team I mean uh, respectable players because are, they're because <clears throat> they're stepping out of themselves they're not being who they are but are they yeah you because think they're stepping up I, I think do. I think I think that's who they are it's just that nobody has come to them and 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 you know forced them to bring that out what they what's the saying what's the saying um. Money makes you more of who you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they was that, when it would have made them more of that. They've been there. So. They've been there I don't five think so. times. Nobody again. When the Ravens finally beat them, ain't nobody say nothing. Like, okay, they got the win. Mm. Cool. When Tampa beat them in the Super Bowl, we seen a little antics going on on the field, right. like between Brady and 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 Matthew, between Tyreek and and uh, Whitfield. Mm-hmm. But again. You're in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. and it's on the field. But once the game is over, and you bring it off the field, because most because some most of the time there's a healthy line of respect there between the teams. Obviously, Cincinnati doesn't have that same healthy respect that these other teams have for each other. Meaning what though? Meaning like how you said it goes on between the lines, but then after the after the game, they don't you know they leave it where it was at. That's a healthy line of respect. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Cincinnati doesn't have that respect for Kansas City as they should. That they should have. Do you think it's the team or you think it's just certain players because of how they are? Because every every team seems to have that that one player. I'm not gonna lie. They say they say most of the time the team takes the personality of their coach. Mm. But everybody on the team wasn't doing it though. But but it was every, only a select few. Now I, I feel but like you don't know what's getting said behind closed doors. They just not putting it on camera. Now does this go back to the whole thing with the Demar Hamlin situation with them, um, not being able to finish the game? All of that could play a role. Because you got to understand, they were they were the ones that felt the most disrespected right. from the beginning. You were selling tickets as if they were going to lose to Buffalo. Right. Y'all already had y'all AFC Championship game planned. Cincinnati reminds me of Cincinnati reminds me. Was that me, was that a form of disrespect? What's that? Them them selling tickets to a game that's not even I mean, to me, no. Because at the end of the day, like as PSO owners, when the Ravens make the playoffs, they start selling you playoff tickets even even before you know if they're gonna get a home game. You might get one, mm-hmm. but they're gonna start selling tickets. So But this is to a neutral field game. Yeah. So I mean you want to make sure you got your ticket sold. Now, I had no problem with with that, and I had no problem with Burrow's um with with his response okay. <laughs> what we played last week. But that's a part of the business. Okay, you gotta sell them tickets. 
They were going to sell regardless, though. Right. But, I mean. Why sell them? If, if, like, <clears throat> for instance, Super Bowl tickets, you can't, you can't buy them now because you don't know what team is there. Well, and Why then PS, certain tickets? PSO owners from each team gets a chance to go to the game. So that's. But what that's, I'm saying is they're not selling the tickets the way they that's were. That's the Super Bowl. That. But I just gave you an example of when when your team makes the playoffs, you might not know if you're going to get a home playoff game yet because of seating. Mm-hmm. You might still be in contention with another team in your division mm-hmm. for for you know for the division title. But a team will start selling playoff ticket, home playoff tickets, even divisional rounds. If you're on a wild card, they'll start selling divisional divisional round you're, tickets. You're if you speaking haven't even on got home. That. You're, you're speaking on home tickets. This was a neutral game. This was a neutral site, and you were selling the tickets before that team even got there. Again, the same. It's. I'm making the same comparison. I get what you're saying because How it's a you neutral make the site. same comparison when you're comp- you're telling me about home teams selling tickets, but this was a neutral site game. They're, that's not the same. Home neutral site for these particular team, these two teams. They right. were able to sell tickets for these two teams, right? Right. So what I'm saying is, this is an unprecedented situation. You have a neutral. Oh, go that word. It is. It is. <laughs> it okay. is. Okay. What what ain't unprecedented about? I just about it? I just don't see how that's not. I don't see how that's not a form of disrespect. Like you don't know if this team is going to make it. They could have beat Buffalo, not sold the tickets, and soon as so you telling won, me it's a form of t- disrespect if if the if if the, I'm the, if, if I'm the in team it, if the team sell start selling. You're basically home, saying that we're not going to win this game. They're not saying that. That's well. what you're implying. You're not so, selling the so, tickets. So is every team when they sell divisional round or or, or, or conference championship to home rounds, game, right? If they haven't to home team, right? But you said you want to say it's a neutral site, right? That, so it's an unprecedented it situation because this this isn't the Super Bowl. This is the first time we had a situation like this. So again. This is what the NFL is going to do because they do it in every other situation. Okay. I don't agree, but okay. That's just what it is. Okay. (laughs) And speaking of which, they mentioned last week that they're considering doing uh, neutral sites for for conference championship games. Did you hear that? Why? What was the reason? I said the same thing. What was the reason? It takes away from the environment. Like we saw in Philly, like we saw in Kansas City, and it takes away from the home the field, home field advantage, advantage, like exactly. we saw in Philly. Exactly, exactly. Because so if that they would have played that, was, that if they would have played that that play, it would have got challenged. I I honestly think they just moving around chips because of what happened this year. They 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 just setting up to see if something like this would have happened again. How can we make this work without harming any team, without any team feeling like you know being in their feelings like. You know, they're being disrespected or they're not, you know, they're being discredited for. And who was the team they was thinking about feeling disrespected and being discredited? If that were the case, Cincinnati. So how would they not view that as disrespect, them selling them tickets before they won that game? No, I'm not talking about the tickets. No, I'm just, I'm talking I'm just about, showing you how, talking, the, how it could be viewed as, as disrespect. As a team, I get it. But what I'm saying is, is that playing devil's advocate, if you're going to say that, then you will have to say the same thing in regards to every other team that makes the playoff and starts selling Divisional round tickets and conference championship tickets before the team even makes it, and it's just that if, if they don't make it, then you get your refund. Okay, that that's what it is. Oh, really? <laughs> that's crazy. See, I mean, that's crazy. That's just that's that's the nature of this particular business. I mean, 
I don't I don't necessarily agree with it. I'm just giving you the facts. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm just saying I don't understand how the difference in selling them before the game <clears throat> and selling them once the clock hits zero. It's gonna sell out regardless. That's a fact. But whether you understand whether you did it how you did it or if you waited in Buffalo beat Cincinnati and you put them on sale right after the game, they was gonna sell out either way. That's true. But again, this it's is, just how they do business. It's how they do it. Um. So yeah, we we uh. We got off to a to a start about the Chiefs and the Bengals. Um, let's talk about that game, Chiefs Bengals game. Yeah, since we were talking about them, great game, great game. Um, remember when we was texting last week? I didn't. I didn't think he was as hurt as he gave off. I didn't Over think. I, yeah, I didn't think Patrick was as hurt <clears throat> as he gave off. But he definitely he showed you why he's. Top of the class. He showed you why he's top of the class. Cincinnati had a lot of opportunities. They had, you know, they had they they had their chances. And um Barrow had the perfect opportunity to cement his name. Fourth quarter, two-minute warning, two timeouts, maybe even three, with the ball. Make your name. It may, it makes me think about what we've been talking about in regards to a lot of these these top tier quarterbacks or so called top tier quarterbacks when it comes to their ability to be patient. And one of the things I took from that game, like Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is definitely top top three, top five quarterback in this league right now. Mm-hmm. But you can still see his inability to be patient. That fourth down play where. Uh, where Jamal ran uh, out and up, mm-hmm. and they got the first down. They Risky. went right, but they and he trusted Jamal. Jamal went up, made the play. The next drive, they did the same thing. I think it was second down. He tried to. Uh, T Higgins ran the same route out and up, but then this time the safety played it well, mm-hmm. and they tipped it, got the got the interception. To me, that showed me that instead of just taking your chunks and, and getting down the field and taking clock, I mean taking time off the clock, you wanted to go for the big shot. You know what that game reminded me of based off what you just said? What's that? The Mahomes and Brady when Mahomes first started. He he didn't have any patience. Mm-hmm. He was just like the, you, you could see the tables turning. Mm-hmm. Mahomes didn't understand taking what you can get. He was mm-hmm. real risky, and you know Brady would be methodical. Uh-huh. Take it down the field, milk the clock, keep you off the field. Mahomes will want to get them big chunk plays, score fast. But I can see that's that's one thing that I can see the growth in Mahomes. Yeah, he's he's a lot more patient now, and Joe has to learn that. Right. Outside of that, I mean those those particular plays because I can understand as a quarterback when you're under duress, you're being sacked. Um, you know, you wanna you wanna make a play because you're tired of getting hit, but. In that situation where you have the ball, the score is tied, um, it's fourth quarter. He should never see the ball. Either yeah. we win and that or was, we going And that was overtime. actually the drive. That was their second to last drive, actually. But, yeah, that, that interception because Kansas City got the ball back and then they went down the field. They got, I, think, I think they got one or two first downs and then they end up punting it. And then that's when Cincinnati got the ball back, and then Chris Jones got that sack on that third down. If you don't, if when when playing when playing Kansas City, if you don't stop Chris Jones, you're gonna have a long night. Yeah, that's 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 the defense right there. But you know what though, 
<clears throat> as as much as we give Kansas City's defense grief, they really stepped up. It's considering that they lost a top corner on the first drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got to think they played with three rookies in the secondary the rest of the way. Yeah, but I think I think it was balanced because they lost they lost their top corner, but Cincinnati lost Tyler Boyd. And that made it that made it possible for you to double team both of them on the outside and play one on ones with Irvin or whoever was in the slot. Yeah, he was still fine at Hayden. Mm-hmm. But if But Hayden's not gonna do the damage Tyler Boyd would have done. Right. But if if I'm Cincinnati, because both teams got away from the run. Mm-hmm. If I'm Cincinnati, then I'm using Joe Mixon more in the passing game. But Especially for some reason he didn't play a lot yesterday. Well, it seemed to like- me, P. Ryan is is more of a thumper, even though Joe Mixon is a big back. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, when you think about it, P. Ryan has been getting more carries, um, you know, as the season progressed from the midway point to the end of the season. So, But why is that? Mixon might be a little banged up. We we might, you know, might not know anything about it. But, you know, P. Ryan is definitely uh, – a great a great person to bring in and, and and spell him with some carries, but again we we don't know it could be some some nagging lingering injuries, um and he was fighting through it, but then also too when you think of when you consider the offensive line, some backs are built to run behind either a power line or or, or finesse line, okay. and then when you think about Cincinnati being down what three starting up. Uh, starting yeah, offensive, offensive alignment. So mm-hmm. that definitely could play a part. Um, but I get what you're saying in terms of when Tyler Boyd went down because Tyler Boyd definitely, in between the hashes, he's he's a beast. You wouldn't have been able to <clears throat> double team both the way they did. Yeah. That, because that's basically what they did the whole second half. They double also and Jamal, and they just let whoever was in the slot. But we also got to take in consideration what Cincinnati did on defense when – Kansas City lost their top three receivers. They double teamed Kelsey, and it forced the the young boys to step up. And Valdez Scantley stepped up. He now stepped he's not up. young, but but the issue that I had with Cincinnati's defense is where was the pass rush? Yeah, Hubbard I mean, and Hendrickson. Where, where well, was the pass I mean, rush? And and to me, Kansas City has always had a decent O-line, it's just that they can't run the ball for some reason. Right. Like, Orlando Brown is a, he is a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, He's more of, of a run-blocking tackle, okay. not a pass-blocking tackle. That's fair. Uh, Cree Humphrey, he's a he's an all-around center. Um, You got Tyron, was it, uh, Tyree Smith, and then you got Tooney. Tooney, yeah. Um, and then they had some 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 kid out there, 77. Um, I'm not familiar with him. But if you look at their line, you would think their line is built to be a better run-blocking group than a pass-blocking group. But for some reason, They're like— better. I, But, but you, you become better at what you practice more, what you do more of. It's, it's pass-blocking right. because they don't run it. They don't run it, so right. you're going to get better at pass-blocking. Right. That's all you're doing is pass-blocking. Right. But at the end of the day, if I got Hubbard and Henderson, one of y'all got to win. They weren't winning. And they weren't winning. They weren't winning. So you can't—you know, you know, sometimes you look at the secondaries, but that's kind of hard to continuously judge the secondaries when— you're giving this man. First of all, you know he's on the limp. But you know what though? 
one of the things I noticed too is that for one, Hendrickson, I think, was still de- uh, dealing with that that lingering wrist injury. Remember, he had uh, yeah. broke some some bones in his wrist or something. Mm. That's why you saw a lot of fifty eight was a uh, uh, Osai, the, the yeah, one who got yeah, the, the penalty. One that got that penalty. You yeah. saw a lot of uh, him. He had a good um, game though. He was. He actually a good game. got a lot of pressure. Yeah, he was like out of all game. of the D linemen, he got on. the most pressure. Mm-hmm. He got the most pressure. He played a so good game. So that's one of them games, especially considering that it was twenty degrees. And then the temperature dropped as the game went along. So a lot of them players was probably getting banged up, bruised up. It's it's the end of the season. So, you know, your body's breaking down. So um, both teams suffered significant injuries in that game. And, you know, Kansas City was able to, um, you know, Kansas City was able to get through and, you know, preserve the win. Cincinnati played the game the way Kansas City wanted them to. How so? They didn't run the ball. This this game plan was totally different from the last three. Yeah. They never ran the ball. And this is the same issue I had last week. Y'all getting into these games and y'all wanting to throw the ball all over the field. Run the ball. Well, you know, uh, Zach Taylor, that slows he, call, down he calls the, the plays, right? Yeah, but that slows down the pass <clears throat> rush. You yeah, know your line, You know your line isn't the strongest right now. Why do you continuously have him in shotgun throwing the ball? Yeah, that that I didn't understand. If we um they I know Cincinnati got down early, but it was only 10 points and it was still early. It was so early. You could have you could have stayed, you know, you could have um committed stay committed to the run. Yeah, it wasn't like you was down now last year they was down 21 to 10 at half. I understand that. Okay, we got to come out we down two scores. I get that. You went to the half 13-6. Yeah, I You can still bring your run game out of half. I don't understand it. P. Ryan had uh, five carries. Mixon only had eight carries. His was eight for 19. 13 carries? Between the two, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, you, I don't. You don't, I don't deserve don't, uh, to win like that. Nah. When you know that your line is beat up. So when we talk about the game itself, the game plans, because we already know what Kansas City going to do. That's what I'm know. saying. You played the game how they want it. We already know what they're gonna do, but Cincinnati, for some reason, like they they they've been known to start off slow, especially in these playoffs, which I'm not quite understanding. But as the game went along and they got some momentum, again, you got to keep that measure of balance, and they right. didn't. Kansas City tried to run the ball at times; it, it just wasn't working. Um, but of course, you know they're gonna pass it. More than they throw. So let me ask you a question. Who do you think is the better back? Between? Isaiah Pacheco or Joe Mixon? Joe right Mixon. Now. Joe Mixon's like a Joe? better back. I mean, just off his track record, his history, his his career. I mean, mix, I mean, this is Pacheco's first, first year. He's a rookie. But based off a of scheme, you would think that Mixon, you would say that Mixon's a better back because you've seen him get over, over a thousand over. yards. Um Kansas City just don't run the ball. Pacheco, if they if they scheme for him to run the ball, and I feel like he could become a thousand yard back. But that because I mean his, he got burst. His rushing yards, his rushing yards was better than Joe's this year. This year, mm-hmm. okay. Um, he ran the Mixon, ball. I know Mixon missed a few games, right? But he ran the ball forty less times than Mixon. With Cincinnati's overall with run game this year was was was, was, off. was was bad. That's what I'm saying. They were bottom of the league. So again, I think that 
speaks not only to maybe mixing slowing down as a back, but you also have to look at the the offensive line. Yeah. Um, but again, the thing that to me will always be Kansas City's Achilles heel, because we spoke about it yesterday. I said when even on that fourth down play, when Mahomes and, and Kelsey get to doing their backyard football thing, it looks good when it works. Mm-hmm. But then when you get caught in a situation where that's not your go-to. Why was he singled up? Who's Fourth that? and six. That was fourth and six, right? On that touchdown. No, it was fourth and it was fourth and one. Fourth and one. It was fourth and one. Why was he singled up? I think because of the personnel. I think that they probably thought that they were gonna run it. Fourth and one? Like, yeah. You thinking that Kansas City's gonna run it? You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I, I, I'm you, never thinking Kansas City's going to run the ball. Like, I, like I'm never thinking that. If they run the ball, it surprises me. But like I said, I mean, I guess I, I guess I just look at the game differently. That play, no that play was a, on, that play was a broken play. Like, yeah, it was. <laughs> that but, wasn't the, that the the touchdown catch that he had. It wasn't a design. That route was not designed. No, it wasn't. But the defensive scheme to have him one-on-one on Jesse Bates was, and I don't understand why. I don't – see, I, I would have to go back and look yeah, at the play because, check it a, out. again, he wasn't – I don't think he was supposed to get that far down the field. <clears throat> what was your outlook on it after the game had ended? Like, in terms of, you know, a lot of people were saying, um, you know, the refs didn't blow the whistles when they were supposed to. Um, I'm, not in a, the, I'm not in all of that. You had ample opportunities. You understand what I'm saying? That first, the first interception that he threw, I'm gonna put that more on T. Higgins, because that was the exact same pass that he threw that T. Higgins caught in the end zone. If you get your head around Watson, never get the pick. Either it's incomplete or you got a chance to fight for that on that pick. It was that easy because he didn't even see the ball. The second pick, I would throw. I would definitely get at the Joe Burrow because you continuously taking your chances in these double teams. Right. But the game, the game went. It went how I thought it was going to go based off the score. Like, I didn't think nobody was getting blown out. I didn't think it was going to be no seven-point games. I figured it was going to be tight, but I just didn't expect Cincinnati not to run the ball. That's really what lost me. Because you not you can't go you can't go throw for throw, punt for punt with Kansas City. Sooner or later, <clears throat> he's going to score. You know what I mean? The best, the best defense is your offense. Keep him on the sideline. Yeah. I mean, in, in a situation where if you are going throw for throw, you better make sure you're putting that ball in the end zone. And for the most part, like, Mahomes is going to do what Mahomes is going to do. Absolutely. Now, what is the score? Was The final score was 23-20, right? So two touchdowns apiece mm-hmm. and two field goals on one end and three on the other. On the other, yep. So they Kansas City was, what, two or three in the red zone? And I think – I think Cincinnati was like one to three. They was like one to three. One to three. One, so maybe even one to four because they was getting down there where they got the two field goals. Because remember, Kansas City scored and scored uh, on a Pacheco run, but then they called it they back. They called it back, right? And then they had to settle for the field goal, right? So it was a it was a very well played game, very balanced game. Um, mistakes were made, um, you know, and you would think. Because Kansas City really didn't capitalize off of Cincinnati's mistakes. Nope. 
Cincinnati capitalized off of the one off of the uh, Mahomes the Mahomes uh, fumble. fumble. But you know, when it came down to crunch time, and again, I speak about X factors. Which team X factor is going to make the play? Right. And Chris Jones is is that X factor on that defense, and he made those plays. Um, now, as far as the end of the game's concerned, I have no problem with it. Like, nah, it was it was a great I, game I, all the way I, to I, the end. I mentioned I mentioned it all the time. Like refs are going to miss some plays. You could call holding almost on every play, every in play. the trenches. Mm-hmm. Almost every play, uh, blocking the backs, penalties and stuff like that on kick returns, punt returns. It's it's a, it's definitely a, um, you know, based on angles. But it's rare that that gets missed. For the most part, they always get the block in the back, so the hold. But did on you see a block in the back on a no? I on did. a punt return. No, okay. I did. I ain't play. I ain't pay attention I to it. I feel like if it was, they would have. I did. They, they would have got it. Yeah. And and on the top of that, why would you kick the ball to the middle of the field? Yeah, that's on the punter. That's on the punter. You angle that. And it was a, a line drive punt. Yeah, you angle that. And then of course the uh, the pi on the sideline. I mean, it Which was the right call. The uh, the the um, roughing the uh, quarterback. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary to, to get him in. Uh, he field was, goal he range. was, he was all the way in the white. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's nothing to discuss there. Yeah, it's nothing to discuss there. So uh, Kansas City's is is on to the Super Bowl for the third time in five years. Um, again, I, I Cincinnati to me just gotta be quiet until you until you get that big one. I feel like once you get that big one, you talk a little bit. You talk a little bit. Okay. But you, you see a lot of the teams that, that have won Super Bowls over the last decade. Like, they win it and they chill. So, I only time only only time I would disagree with that is when, when um, Tampa won. A couple years ago? Two yeah. years ago? And, he, and they came out and said, we're bringing everybody back. We're going to be better next year. It never goes that way. But you're not – but you're not – they, that's you're the not only referencing team that broke it, you're back not, the whole 22. But what I'm saying is, it's like you're not channeling that to another team. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm saying as far as the way Cincinnati oh, was channeling their energy to, like, you know, the, you beat Buffalo. You beat them handily. Like, you could you talk. Talk your stuff. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all did y'all thing in their stadium, in their element, in the snow and stuff. But, again, once it started snowing, we knew that Buffalo wasn't going to win that game because they don't have no running game. I mean, I, so, I knew they wasn't going to win it. <clears throat> from to me, they, the DeMar once, once it started snowing, I felt like they, they didn't have a chance. No, I understand. I'm just so, saying I didn't from the DeMar Hamlin game. I, so I um, couldn't beat them. Kansas City be playing the Eagles, and the Eagles beat the 49ers. Once Purdy got champ, injured, I went to sleep. Game. So it was confirmed today that he tore his UCL, and that's a major injury. Major. They, say, they say six months. It's it's yeah, it's major because. UCL is a is a big injury in baseball to pitches where they get end up getting Tommy John surgery right. and everything. So and as a quarterback, like we don't know if his arm is gonna be stronger. We don't know if it's gonna be weaker after the surgery. Granted, he's still young, but you still have to, you know, take your time and monitor that injury because you don't know how it's gonna play out. Do you feel like do you feel like they were gonna give him the keys to the car? Yeah. Next okay. year. Mm-hmm. It, it, they even like there were reports that Purdy was going to start next year. So what, what would they what were they going to do with Trey Lance? That's a good question. I think 
<laughs> you got to keep him on the roster. Like, because you're going to let Jimmy walk, right? Okay. Um, Again, we don't know. Purdy's a seventh-round draft pick. He's a seventh-round draft pick for a reason. So we don't know how that situation is going to play out once teams start getting more film on him. Right. Um, right. Granted, he has a a great unit around him. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we don't know how it's going to play out once teams start getting that film on them. So after watching like the recaps of that game and all of that, um, I felt like the, it, to me it seemed like Philly was the physicality of Philly. From like it, that game reminded <laughs> me of the um, the start of that game reminded me of the. Carolina Denver Super Bowl. The way Hassan Riddick wreaked havoc from the jump reminded me of how Von Miller did Cam. I think that 49ers, in, in my opinion, despite the score, in terms of the physicality of the game, it was balanced to me. Because okay. once once San Francisco lost their quarterback, I mean game game was over. Yeah. Um, and then you look at when Philly scored in their first drive. They didn't do anything for a while. Now they got a good drive going right before halftime when they went up 14-7. Right. And to me, that's when I started seeing them inflict the physicality right. against the 49ers, especially when they were running the ball. Granted, they only averaged 3.8 a carry for the entire game, but three point a carry, every carry gets you a first down. Exactly. So three point eight. Right. Three point four yards. Yeah, right, exactly. So <laughs> I think that once once Josh Johnson fumbled, that was it. Like I think San Francisco knew it was it. But I don't think he ever expected to get in that game. Right. But <laughs> but again, but again, you might not expect it, but you to back up anything can right. happen. Anything if you're the third happen. stringer, yeah, that's yeah, one yeah, thing. Yeah. But again, I think that what was swung the game, and I, I think I was telling you this before, if I was Shanahan, I would have threw that flag in the first quarter on that first drive. I would have threw the challenge flag. It's too big of a situation. It's fourth down. If you get the ball back, <clears throat> which you should have, mm-hmm. you're almost at midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't challenge it, what happens? What happens. What happens. Yeah. But you got to take that chance in that situation, even if because you've seen them trying to hurry up and get to the line and you know call the next play. You should have threw the flag in that situation. Yeah. It's too big of a moment. Just take your you chances. Know, yeah, too big of a moment. But um, I feel sorry for Kyle, man, because this is <laughs> he done lost five quarterbacks this year, like five of them. You gotta, you gotta juggernaut of an offense, but you can't keep a quarterback healthy. And okay, and what what is that like? That like I don't. So my thing is, it always seems like to me, it seems like that scheme gets players hurt. The running backs get hurt in that scheme. The quarterbacks get hurt. Like it always now. This of course, this game was different, you know right. what I mean, based off why those two got injured. Right. But I'm saying in the grand scheme of things, overall, that but scheme no, seems I, to I, get I, them injured. You, you're definitely right because when you think about their scheme, they don't do a lot of seven step, seven seven step drops. No, it's either three or five. Exactly. And you see how Garoppolo holds onto that ball in the three step drop, and I'm I'm just waiting for his his legs to collapse, somebody to hit him low because that pocket is collapsing right on there. you. You got to get deeper in that pocket in order not to get your quarterback hurt. But in every situation outside of Trey Lance, the quarterback got hurt 
either inside of the pocket or trying to get out of it because you're only doing three to you're five only step doing drops. Three to five, and then from the running back perspective, they always seem to get hurt. And that's what I'm worried about with Christian in that scheme because he's injury prone. He he yeah. held up. He touches the ball a lot, and he held up late this they year. And like, I was watching it. I was watching like every time he would get hit, I'm looking like ah, because when he was in Carolina, he plays the same game, but his body doesn't hold up. Because Elijah Mitchell didn't play, and when that injury occurred, we don't know because he played last week. Right. So, but yeah, that's that. We got to start looking at when you look at quarterbacks, the style of quarterback that, um, you know that the, the national media or the narratives continue to say that this particular style of quarterback will not win, you got to start looking at schemes now because San Francisco gets there. They get they get to the conference championship game. They get, they've made it to the Super Bowl. But at, at the same time, too, they always beat up. They get beat up. But even when you look at the game, the Super Bowl, when they played Kansas City, they were up by 10. But it's like, what happened in that game? You you played yourself instead of running the ball. You tried to pass it, and you know that's not your strong suit. But you could take that all the way back to Atlanta when he was right. the OC. Right. He he doesn't. But the, but even in that even in those situations, the teams, as far as I mean, of course he was the OC, but the scheme was slightly different because of how the how the Forty ers were built. Yeah. No, I'm just saying he doesn't. In that in that in that New England Super Bowl, run the ball. Right. Milk the clock. Right. You throwing incompletion, stopping the clock. Yep. He did the same thing in the in the Kansas City. You're throwing the ball. Yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> get it. Um It comes a time where we gotta start looking at, you know what I mean, these <clears throat> these play callers. What are you thinking in these moments? Yeah. Are you trying to win or are you trying to make this a game? Cause I don't want to make it a game. You yeah. like you understand what I'm saying? I'm no, going to run the ball, and that's why Milk when clock. you look at when you look at what Philly did, and even though it didn't look pretty, even though the numbers didn't look pretty, they did exactly what they were supposed to do, and they do you, what they do. And even though because Jalen only you take away that catch that Devontae had, mm-hmm. you take it Jalen threw for under 100 yards, you take away that catch. Yep. But at the end of the day, they still did what they were supposed to do. You, they you got up big. Now. They had one. 36, something like that. That's a low <clears throat> for them. But considering how the game went, again, you always can't look at numbers. You right. always can't look at stats. They right. won big because they were more physical and San Francisco had players that were hurt. And again, if I'm in that situation, I'm not going to try to get cute. I'm going to run the ball so we can get out of here. Secure this victory. I'm not making it a game. <laughs> And get out of here, and that's exactly what they did. I'm not making. And those are the, those are the championship teams. Now, let me ask you this, because a lot of people are saying they still feel like Philly isn't battle tested. How are you looking at the Super Bowl now? Like, how are you? Because <clears throat> Philly's favorite as of right now. They they're favorite as of right now. But I don't understand how how you can be favorite if pundits are saying you're not battle tested. Again, or at the end of the day, you can only play who's on your schedule. I agree hundred percent. How can I can't I and can't? And a win is a win. What, what do you want? Like what you want me to play the top teams and like I can't. All in we my, can do in is my play opinion, who on, on in our my schedule. opinion, 
offense, the offense is battle tested. Now the defense, because of certain, like even with Brock Purdy going out, the defense is like, okay, we're not being challenged. I think the defense is no. I think the defense. I don't think the defense has been has been tested since that last game against Dallas. But I think that's the team but that even, battle tested them because their team, that type of offense, prepare you for a team like Kansas City. They have more weapons right now than Kansas City. Dallas, that is Dallas. Dallas is a more balanced team, right? But, you understand what I'm saying? And you got to think about it. They put up 40, 33. They put up 40 on, yeah, on them on with that, a backup. defense, right. And I, and I think that was the one game that tested them. Exactly. The other games, when you look at their schedule, they didn't really get tested. Yeah, but I, that's, but not, that's not that's Philly's not, fault. That's not their fault, exactly. That's not Philly's fault. So who you taking in the Super Bowl? I don't really think it's going to be a game like that. You think? You, who, who you think? I think going? Philly going to beat them up. Oh, they're gonna be so? they're gonna be too physical in the, on the offensive and defensive lines. Like I I don't because they're gonna run the ball, you know that. I think Philly is definitely favored as long as as long as nobody important get gets hurt for Philly. I I can see Philly winning it. I don't think it's gonna be a landslide. I think that I'm saying like I could see it seven ten points. I yeah, I can see him winning yeah. by a touchdown. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I don't think I'm not saying 14, 21. No, points. no, 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 no. I'm just saying they're gonna, definitely gonna get put on the board. Yeah, I'm just saying like <clears throat> I don't I don't think that Kansas City's gonna want to continuously tackle. The reason why I say it depends because remember I mentioned to you about Lane Johnson with his he played with a, a torn groin. Mm-hmm. So we don't know how that's gonna hold up in the Super Bowl. He's their best offensive lineman next to Kelsey. Wasn't he going against Bosa? Um, but you know what though, Lane came out of the game too because of that groin because injury. Because of the groin, but Bosa was also hurt. Okay, like once he got that cut on his leg, he wasn't able to push off the way he wanted. Like it's get getting a a cleat torn into your skin. Oh yeah, 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 different. Yeah. But um, Chris Jones being in the middle, like again, like what you know, what the broadcaster said during the game, like other players are gonna have to step up. Frank Clark. Karloftis, they're going to have to step up. And Philly's offensive line is just too potent. They're too dominant. They're too big. Physical. Very physical. And, again, when I look at the X factors for this particular game, on Kansas City side, I look at Chris Jones. On Philly side, I look at Hassan Reddick. Because, especially depending on how Mahomes' ankle holds up, my X factor on the Cincinnati. Defense. I'm sorry, Cincinnati has has bull rushes. Mm-hmm. They don't have a speed rusher, right? And that speed rusher is to me is what's going to get Mahomes out of his groove. Yeah, mm-hmm. out of his groove. So not to mention, I mean, you still got you know Fletcher in the middle. That's going to help you, uh, you know, penetrate the offensive line a little bit. But Hassan Reddick, if he's able to get pressure. I think just the same way that the Bucks got pressure on Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And Shaq Barrett was that speed rusher. Exactly, exactly. So I understand that. My X fact is the secondary. For? For Philly. Okay. For Philly. Okay. If y'all don't deal with 87, y'all going to make this a game. But I, but I also think that because Philly has physical corners, and I feel like outside of Juju – and sometimes Juju don't even play up to his size. Yeah, yeah. So 
if 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 they get press, because I mean, outside of Juju, you got McColl and Kadarius. They small, but, but we got to see how healthy everybody is, because you know all of them got injured this right, week. Right, 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 right. I mean, I think Kadarius. One of them was then one of them get a concussion. Kadarius might have, and then McColl reaggravated his pelvic injury. Right, pelvic injury. Mm-hmm. So I I think I think who it depends on who's healthy for that right. you know in that receiving call. To me, when when we look at so that so my X factors are Chris Jones, Hassan Reddick, <clears throat> Hassan Reddick. When we think about the units, like as far as offense, defense, secondary, offensive line, the X factor for Philly, of course, is their offensive line. Depending on how he- how healthy they are. Mm. But the X factor, as far as the unit go, for Kansas City is that secondary. Is that secondary because depending on like they gonna have I, to think, man I up. think I think Legarius will be fine. I think I think he'll you know pass concussion protocols and all of that. He'll be back for the Super Bowl. Yeah, he got two weeks. <clears throat> but what corner can can match up with AJ? I was just going to ask you who who does he guard? And then Devontae. That's, like Different. if if Snead is their number one, which he is, right? Who does he go? And he plays a lot of uh, slot. Right. So we saw what Higgins did to their corners yesterday. Yeah. What you think Devontae gonna do? And that's why I said like it depends on how their unit match up against their their wide receivers because you still got Quez, you still got Pascal, and then you still got to deal with uh, the, the tight end Dallas. All right, so let's play this out. Let's play this out, right? What defense are you running? Are you are you are you packing the box to stop the run, which means you're going to put them on islands one on one with these corner with these receivers, or are you playing too high and taking your chances with them running on you? I can see Kansas City running the Tampa two to bait Hurts into throwing down the field, but at the same time he's going to have to show patience in in order to to beat them because you got to remember. But if he played a Tampa two, I'm just gonna run. The Tampa two helps you contain helps you contain a run somewhat because they run a lot of RPO, right? So you're gonna have to have somebody spy either Gay or Bolton, who both of them play great in pass coverage in the middle of the field. But right. you're gonna have to have one of them spy when they when they go to run their RPO. Right. <clears throat> so that's just off the top of my head of what I'm thinking. I think you're gonna see them go to a cover two man. It depends on how well they you know, how well they play it. Okay. Because even with the safeties, the safeties were getting beat yesterday in cover that, two man. That, that's why I like I don't feel and like they, me, yeah, I don't feel like they, they they like they line up well. They don't. And that's, they don't and line that's up the point well. I was getting ready to yeah, make. Every right. time I saw Burrow throw down the field, the safety was trying to catch up to the receiver in the corner. So to me it's like what are y'all doing a a, a, a cover two man under where the safeties are playing? But to be fair to Kansas City it was a lot of youth in the secondary, so but not you, at the safety position. No, but I, I'm, you got I'm in going hell. You got Justin Reed, like they're veterans, but so. they're not. They're like they like C pluses. I I get that. <laughs> you understand yeah, what I'm saying? That. Like I get that. They like C pluses. They're not. That. They're not rangy, athletic. I get that. Bonafide. You know what I mean? I get that. Like they C pluses at best. I get that. And you I got Devontae, AJ. Dallas Goddard coming in, yeah. Like this, man. I think I, be crazy. I honestly felt that Philly, Kansas City would have matched up better with San Francisco. Absolutely, 
with San Francisco. Absolutely. I think, <clears throat> and I think, I think Cincinnati would have matched up better with Philly. I think Cincinnati would have gave Philly problems. Yes. I think you're going to see a lot of what we saw when Kansas City played Tampa. Honestly. And for real, for real, it might get worse because I think that this deep, this offense is a little better because they run the ball more. Right. And they're not going to dink and dunk you. And they're not going to dink and dunk you. The and, the and, they don't have that, shots and they, they don't have that statue at they a quarterback. They got a mobile quarterback, right. Speaking of Jalen, hmm. they said they want to um, – all right, so for before I get to that, you said you think Philly's going to win. Who do you want to win? Philly. Now – I don't want nobody to win out the AFC if it ain't New England. I got you. I have my reservations – about and then you know I got a lot of f- friends and family that's Philly, Philly fans, right, right, so right. you know I gotta. I want to see. I want to see Jalen. I want to see him destroy the narrative about dual threat quarterbacks not being able to win the, the Super Bowl. Now, if they do win it, I feel like they, it's still gonna be some stuff that's gonna be said in terms of. Yeah, they're gonna say, "Oh, know. look at what he had." Exactly. But 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 then my only rebuttal to that that matters to me would be, look what he did in the off season to get better. At what he lacked. But in order, you can say look what he had, <clears throat> but you still got to get out there and compete. And you still got to get out there and do what you're supposed to do with what you have. Exactly. <clears throat> it's a lot of teams that get pieces and they don't do a thing with it. Not at all. So, again, I would like to see Philly win. I, I really don't have a dog in the fight. Yeah. But... I would like to see Philly win just to break that narrative that dual threat quarterbacks can't win. Dual threat quarterbacks. Dual threat quarterbacks cannot win. Right. Um he he's gonna he's gonna <clears throat> But see the thing what I okay, so were you about to get into the contract situation? Yeah, because that cause okay. they were they were speaking on um, you know, this offseason, uh beginning negotiations with Jalen, um, to get that contract done. Because of course, you know, this is his what third year, third, right? Yeah. So, and he was a second round pick, so yeah. he don't have that fifth year option. So, but do you see a, how teams handle players when they want them? Absolutely. Because whether but at this the same, was this but at was the same this time, was, this was, was going to get done. But this was broadcasted before the game, so whether they won, lost, or anything, he was still going to get that deal, right? Because when you got what you want and you know what you want, you take care of it. When you if you if you're um <laughs> if you're connecting this to the Ravens, absolutely. This is how you this is how business should be done. This is how business should be done. I'm not, and, but and I, I mean have, we're only connecting it to the Ravens because that's who is in the forefront of this discussion right now. Right. The, but I'm just saying, any quarterback, because think about it, they gave Carson Wentz some money and still drafted a quarterback. They drafted Jalen Hurst the year they gave was, him that was, money. Was Howie was Howie the GM, yes. GM then? Yes. They gave Car when did they Carson he got hurt after what year two? Mm-hmm. And they and hold on. and he got drafted. Jalen Hurts got drafted what? 18, right? No, Jalen got drafted in 18, 20. Right? 20? 20. Because that is 20, 21, 22. Yeah, he got drafted in 20. Because Philly went to the Super Bowl in 17, right? 17. Was that seven or was that 18? That was 18. No, I think it was 18. 17, 18. 17, 18. Because yeah. New England won in 19. Yeah, yeah. 17, 18. So, they won it in 18, 19. So yeah. they won it because the year Wentz got hurt when he tore his ACL. 
Mm-hmm. That was the year they won it, right? That was the year they won and it. And he was having an MVP year. Right. So I'm trying to just look at, you know, the numbers when they – because he was the second pick, and I feel like they bypassed the fifth-year option. So, no, like – But I'm just showing you they when they when he won that Super Bowl, I mean, when he was having that MVP season, yeah. even though he got injured, this is our quarterback. Right. They still gave him his money. When, they, when a team know what they want and they got what they want, they make it happen. Yeah. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. So, you want to talk about the contracts now? Yeah, let's go. All right. So, I'm going to put on my, uh, let me get my poly education going. Um, so, we talked about contracts with um, with Kenny last week. Right. And Kenny mentioned some things that had a couple people confused in terms of, I guess, the language he was using. As far as the contract. When he, what he would offer Lamar when he put on his, his, uh, his Bashadi cap. He said that he will offer Lamar 200 mil guaranteed, but with incentives to get him up to 230 mil guaranteed. Now, some people might look at that and go, well, which is which? Right. Is it 200 guaranteed or is it 230 guaranteed? Right. It can't, it can't be both if you're talking incentives. That's if they don't understand if the contract. Understand the, the, exactly. The languages so, of these contracts. Hypothetically speaking, if we go back and look at the contract that the Ravens suppose, supposedly offered Lamar, and this is hypothetically speaking, just to give you an idea of what the base parameters or the barometer would look like if they offered him this number, gave him this amount of guaranteed money, and how it would average out annually. Right. So, hypothetically, let's say they offered him, let's say they offered Lamar two ninety one, right? Okay. At at six years. Annually, if you just take those two numbers, the the year and the, the max amount, two ninety one, mm-hmm. it will average out to forty eight point five mil, right? Okay, but then you have to factor in the guaranteed money. So there's a difference between fully guaranteed money and total guaranteed money. Fully guaranteed money is what you're guaranteed at signing. So no, so no. Fully guaranteed is what's fully guaranteed. It's a difference between total guarantees. And guarantees at signing. No, full, fully guaranteed is what you're guaranteed at signing. Meaning, oh yeah, what, do, well, throughout well, yeah. the, du- the yeah, duration yeah, yeah. of the the, uh, contract. the contract, total guarantees is what you can make up, up to. to. So, for instance, just to side take take a side, um, take a pivot off of the uh, Lamar contract. Look at Roquan's deal, five year, a hundred mil. Right. Analysts like Ian Rappaport and uh, Schefter, twenty mil a year, twenty mil a year. Sure, he's getting his his fully guarantees of forty five million, but his total guarantees he can make up to sixty mil. Right. The way that works is if you're still on the team to receive those total guarantees. What what you get at fully guaranteed. So basically, his fully guarantees forty five million. So his contract is really three. five for forty four, five for forty. Five or really three at really forty-five, three for 45. because after the three, they could more than them. likely your all of your guaranteed money is gone, they or they already them. give it. They've already given you all your guaranteed money. So back to the Lamar contract. It was reported that the Ravens offered him one hundred and thirty-three fully guaranteed, right? Guaranteed that sign at guaranteed that sign. So yeah. the way we were looking at it in the beginning, because most. Most players get a signing bonus when they sign the contract, meaning they cut you a check right then and there 
for how however much. And we were thinking, since Lamar didn't have an agent, if they were to give him 133 at signing, meaning 133 $133 million dollar check, check at signing, right? That's a big deal. Yeah, it's major. And then Marcus Spears mentioned that from what he heard from his sources, that the 133 again was fully guaranteed, but his total guarantees was 200. Was 200. That's still a big gap because when you think about it, just because it says total guarantee does not mean that you'll ever see that additional 67 million. Nope. So Lamar's contract would really be three, three years for, for, for 133, which is still a $100 million difference between his contract and Deshaun's because Deshaun's is fully guaranteed. So for everybody to fully understand what we're saying, they had 133 at signing with 200 mil guaranteed. 200 mil total total, total guarantees. Total guarantees, which, which is like roster bonuses. Roster bonuses, workouts, uh, you know, your game check. If you run for, you know, incentive-based, they'll do all of that to equal up to it. Right. But all they were doing was front-loading the contract. Right. So let's just say they would have cut them. $133 million check, which I don't think would have been the case, but let's just say they would have cut right, let's play the game. $133 million check. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if they cut Lamar $133 million check, let's subtract that from the 291, right? Mm-hmm. Which would be... One. Well, no, let's subtract it yeah, from, from the 200. 200. The, yeah, 200. the 200. Because if 200 was his total Yeah, that 291, we ain't even... We're not, we not touching the 291 Don't even worry yet. about that. <clears throat> so let's that means... On the all right, we give him 133 the only total guarantees he has left 67. is sixty-seven million. So that means his contract is six years, and he only has sixty-seven mil left as far as total guarantees. Total guarantees, again, roster bonuses, um, as you mentioned, workouts showing up for, mm-hmm. for all of that. Mm-hmm. So six years, sixty-seven million, sixty-seven million. So that's about eleven point one at base salary. Then you factor in the additional $91 million in incentives. That's how they create the salary cap. And you also got to remember the language where they could get out of the contract after the third year. Right. Don't but let's, but let's focus. Part. But let's focus on, all right, he, he's given a 133. He got 67 left. 67, six years, 67 mil. Let's just say he plays out the entire contract. Six okay. years, 67 mil. That's 11.1 average base salary. Then you have to factor in the incentives, which is 91 million over that course, over the course of that six, six years. years. <clears throat> you divide that 91, that six and the 91, that's about 15 million, right? Right. So you add that 15 to the 11, that gives you his salary cap hit of 26 million. Right. That would make sense for the Ravens if they could make that happen. But of course, as we know, as you mentioned, when they try to front load the contract, it's easier for them to get out of it, right? So that's just a hypothetical because we know the Ravens are not cutting him a $133 million check at signing. When you look at some of the other contracts, let's let's take a look at Josh Allen, right? Right. Josh Allen had, when he signed his deal, six years Two hundred and fifty-five mil, two hundred fifty-eight mil, right? Yep, two fifty-eight. Only forty-five mil in fully guarantees. 
but 60 mil. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm no, sorry. No. 150 100. mil guarantee. Total guarantees. Total guarantees and 100 mil and fully guarantees that signing. Right. His signing bonus, which is the check that they cut him when he signed a contract, mm-hmm. was only 16.5 mil. So when you do the math, if his fully guarantees is 100 mil, which means he's due 100 mil no matter what happens in the life of that contract, no matter what happens in the duration of that contract. Right. His total guarantees, he can make up to 150 mil, which means, let's just say year four, his fully guarantees are already have already been taken care of. Buffalo could cut him if they want. Yep. And they don't have to give him any more total, I mean, any more to guarantee money, which so, means his contract is what? Three, three years for 100. For 100 mil. So Not 258. So basically what we're, what we're basically trying to get all you guys to understand is you can't listen to the pundits when they give you these five years, six years for 258. Because the way the contracts are set up after they finish saying all of that, they have clauses and ways to get out of these deals so that you'll never see all of that money. Right. So let's to break it down even more so because, you know, a lot of people are still saying Lamar's being selfish. Lamar doesn't deserve the contract. He's going to handicap the team. The thing about it is the team can give you as much money as they want up front. They just choose not to. And they can also, <clears throat> when, they, when they get to those, those years in your contract that are heavy cap or dead cap based, right. they can restructure your contract and make it a signing bonus and pay you more up front. So we were, you, we were talking about this before we started recording. You said Patrick Mahomes, when he did his contract, it was 10 years. He did a... Patrick's deal is ten for four fifty. Ten right? years for four hundred and fifty million. But how much did he get at signing? He's only guaranteed sixty three million at signing of a four hundred and fifty million dollar deal. And what what check did they cut him at signing? The signing bonus yeah. was ten million dollars. Was only ten million. Josh Allen got a sixteen point <laughs> five mil at signing. But check this out: when Kyler Murray signed his deal, Kyler Murray five year. Two hundred and thirty point five mil, hundred and eighty nine mil in total guarantees, yep. but hundred and three in fully guarantees, which is three mil more than what Josh Allen got. Exactly, he got twenty nine mil at signing the yep. signing bonus. Yeah, Russell Wilson, five year two forty two, he got hundred and sixty one mil in total guarantees. He got hundred and twenty four. Mill fully guaranteed at signing, and his signing bonus was fifty. Was fifty million. But I mean that that that's that's insane. But when you really sit back and look at it, Dak got sixty six. Well, we spoke about why signing. Dak got it though, right? Because right. he was set to be a free agent, right? So Jerry had to pay him, right? Because if he didn't, then somebody else would have. He made two. He he made <clears throat> ninety five million in two years, right? Somebody probably would have gave him a, a fully guaranteed contract. Right. We don't know exactly. But when you look at Dak's contract, four year one sixty. 126 mil was in, was total guarantees. 95 mil was fully guaranteed. Was fully guaranteed. And then he got a $66 million check for a signing bonus when he signed. So for everybody <clears throat> that watches all of these shows, that's why everybody's saying they should get rid of Dak. Because it's no more money that would kill them if they let him right. go. He's basically, He's basically got all, all of his fully guaranteed. The 95 debt. that was guaranteed, he got it in those two years. So if they want it, they can get rid of him today. But hypothetically, again, 
going back to Lamar, if this was the contract the Ravens offered Lamar, do you understand why he would turn that down? He was going to get less guarantees or fully guaranteed. Well, no, that's if they were offering 200. That's if they was offering 200. That's if they were offering him 200. But But, the total guarantees was only what would have been seven mil more than Russ. Right. But if you're looking at it from Lamar's perspective, to get my 291, you know they're going to put, you got to rush for, let's let's, let's just pipe with the, you got to rush for 800 yards, you got to throw for 4,000, you got to make an AFC championship game, you got to make a Super Bowl, you got to win a Super Bowl, you got to do all of these things to get your max dollars when the last. No, keep it going, keep it going, you got to. Make Pro Bowls. Oh, yeah. You got to make gotta Pro Bowls. Win MVPs. You got to win another MVP. You got to lead the league in touchdown passes. You got to lead the league in touchdown. It, it'll be so many things that based off his career, well, not his career, but based off the last few years, he would never see. Even even a scheme, he wouldn't see. He it. wouldn't see it. If, this, if, if the Ravens were to continue with the same scheme, he wouldn't see any of those incentives. Now, when you think about it, let's just say that the total guarantees was 200. And the total guarantees, again, only kicks in if you're still on the team. If you're still on the team. For the duration of your contract. So now let's play now let's play that role, right? If you're on the team, what if Lamar goes out here and doesn't finish next year? Like he gets injured down the stretch again. Right. So you you know for sure that after year three. After year three, once they can get from up under him, yep. they're, they're going to get from up under him. Exactly. So why would I, knowing <clears throat> what I know— and I know how the business is going. Why would I take don't these pay, deals? Don't pay attention to the $300 million contract. Don't pay attention to the two ninety one. Start cut, doing your homework that, and look that, at what's guaranteed at signing. Cut that. That's the money. All of that half. extra. All of that extra. No. Look at what's guaranteed at, at signing. signing. And yep. most of the time it's three-year deals for a certain number, and the team has the flexibility to get from up under that if they see fit. Now, going back to the Patrick Mahomes contract, we know that the Chiefs, they're not getting rid of him no time soon. Right. So the contract makes sense for them. Mahomes is going to get his money through roster bonuses because after, what, year four? Was it after year three? His contract is set up the most unique. Right. Because he's the only contract, from what I looked up, that gets majority of their money and roster, roster bonuses. bonuses. Right. So they did that for him, letting him know, like, look, as you're going to be you, here as long as you play, as long as, as, long you as you're hurt, healthy. Right. You'll be here. You, you, we're not letting you go. Right. Everybody else is base salary. Right. You understand what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Exactly. That's that's the, that's Everybody. the game that gets played. Every quarterback Every we quarterback mentioned is base salary. Every quarterback we mentioned: Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Russ. Lamar, Russell Wilson, um, um, that you know that Deshaun, was it. Well, well Deshaun, Deshaun. He, he he's getting all of his money, every penny. And that's the thing <clears throat> that that's the part that I need y'all to understand. They can they Deshaun Watson can look horrible the next two years if they let him go that third year, they fourth still year, give fifth him year. All of that they money, they still have to give him his money. They still got to give him all of that money, every penny, every dime. It doesn't matter. He can he can get hurt today. Knock on wood because we don't wish that and his career could be over. If they doesn't if they don't have an injury clause in there in this contract somewhere, which I doubt because they had to do what they had to do to get him, he could never touch the field again and he has two hundred and thirty million. The only way he won't get that money is if he retire or quits 
That's the only way he don't get it. And why would he retire? Why would he retire? I got two hundred and thirty million, and I'm still I'm in my I'm I'm basically in my prime. So I, I I, so I hope that we kind of cleared <clears throat> that up for you guys. But if we didn't, you could look into it yourself. Again, look at it as a three-year contract. Look at every contract that gets signed as a three-year contract. Because a lot of the times when they when they announce these numbers, I remember when they mentioned Trey Hendrickson's uh, contract when he signed with Cincinnati. It was a four-year deal. Um like 60, 60 mil, it averaged out to like 15, 16 mil a season. But in actuality, his guarantees was only 16 million. Mm-hmm. So you got to, mm-hmm. he, he has to make up 35 mil in incentives in order to ever see 60 million. So whenever you see these contracts outside of a Kirk Cousins, outside of a Deshaun Watson, because I think they said even with with Aaron Rodgers, his wasn't fully guaranteed. No, it wasn't fully guaranteed. But he has a he. This is the year right here where he hits them the hardest. Right. He's at like fifty. That's why they trying fifty nine. That's why they're saying. Oh, and yeah. we need to we need to talk to Kenny because Kenny said he would trade for Aaron Rodgers. But the thing that the thing that you got to understand is that they signed Rodgers to an extension yep. this past offseason. They didn't. He wasn't a free agent. And he was on a he's on a three year deal now. No, that three years is added on to the contract he's currently on. That he's currently on. So if you were to trade for Rogers, you basically have him for under contract for at least the next four to five years. But if you know Aaron Rodgers, once he gets traded, he's going to try to restructure that deal to make more money. Yeah, I can so see that. So why would you even want that? See, people only look at oh. It's Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Cool. But look at all the games he play, but then you also have to look at the numbers. Because if you're willing to trade for Aaron Rodgers, you might as well keep Lamar. You might as well keep Lamar. His cap hit 50. It's going, it's, it's it's, going to skyrocket to 60, you, 65 if million. Him, if, you get, if you get Aaron Rodgers this year, you should be prepared to pay him 60 million this year. Right. You might as well, you might as well keep Lamar. You might as well keep Lamar for 45. You might as well, yep. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. Franchise him for 45. Or, or sign him, which he probably won't do, but sign him to a three-year fully guaranteed deal. Give him three at 150. Nah. Give him three at— That was yesterday's him, price. Oh, no, for sure. But I'm saying, like, once like at the do, beginning of the year— I'd do three I for 180. What, give me, fully guaranteed? Yeah, give me 60. No, they're not going to do that. I'm just saying. Yeah, yesterday's price. Give me 60 for three years. Cause who what we at right now? 50? 50? 50. All right, yeah, so what? 50. Give me 55. 55 a year. Three, three at years. 155, three at 160, something like that. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Fully yeah. guaranteed. But yeah. then you're gonna run into that issue three years down the line. Because that's exactly what Dallas is about to run into. They he had a four-year yeah. deal. He's about to be right back at the table. But that's the thing about these contracts, like when it comes to and it, and that's another thing we wanted to touch on when it comes to restructuring deals. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times after two or three year deals, when you when you when when they say someone has restructured their deal, don't think that they're restructuring their deal to help the team out. No, they're not. They're restructuring their deal to get more upfront money. Because all so that it's, does it's, is turn like it into a signing bonus. Exactly. All, all they're doing is turn it into a signing bonus. Whatever your guarantees are, they're just giving it to you up front. Exactly. To take you off the cap. To take you off the cap or, or with the light in the cap hit. Yeah, exactly. To, to lighten the, the cap hit. So you gotta, we gotta start looking at these things and stop looking at these players. Like you know, look at the end of the day, this is their profession. It's the same way if you were on a job, 
and it's time for you to, you know, receive a raise and, and you go to your, your bosses, your managers, whoever, and you feel like you deserve, a, you know, a decent raise and they tell you, well, we can only do this. If you feel like, if you feel like your worth isn't being valued, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you, you going to, you going to put your resume out on Indeed or wherever, right? You're going to start shopping yourself around. That's the same thing that these players are doing. And at the end of the day, if you know that this particular field, and we're looking at the quarterback field, this particular field, the price goes up every year. The mar- it's, it's, it's like seafood, that market price. Depending on the time of the year, that market price is going to go up. So when you're looking at these quarterbacks and you know these numbers go up, and your organization is saying, well, we can't do that number, but we can do this number. And it's lower than some of the quarterbacks that just got paid, whether it be a year or two years ago. You're going to feel like, well, I know I can go out there and get more on the open right. market. So that's what you're going to do. I understand. I understand from a fan base perspective, you want what you want. You understand what I'm saying? You this is this is your quarterback. You want him, and if we can't have him on the on the on the ticket that we want him on, mm-hmm. it's selfish. But is I it don't. Though? No, it's not, it's never been selfish for me. Right? Because you, say, you, you understand you what I'm saying? Fan, I'm saying from a fan perspective, perspective right, 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 the right. fan is looking at you selfish because you're not giving me what I want to see on Sundays. But the fan isn't putting in all his work. The fan isn't putting his in, his body on the line on those Sundays Again, to you entertain gotta, us. You Sometimes gotta you got to step outside of yourself yep. and put yourself in this in this man's shoes. Or just liken it to the scenario I just gave you, yeah. your own particular job. Because I your know everybody, field. if you felt as though you was worth a $5 raise and your, your, your company came to you and said, I can only give you a dollar, how would you look at that? Right. Would you be okay with that? Well, oh, you know what? I'm I'm a team player, so I'll take the dollar. No, No, you're not. No. But that's what y'all asking this man to do. Right. Right. I mean, now that we get, now that we've shown y'all contracts, y'all hear all of this, oh, 10 for 450, 6 for 258. It's not not what it seems. Which NFL player you think actually made it through the whole contract and made every dollar that the contract said? No one. None. No one. They put these incentives out there so high that they know when you look at no possibility you're going to make that. Mahomes will never see 450. He signed his contract what two years ago, three years ago. Um, let me see. He signed it after he signed it after this 2020. 2020. Yep. His first year was 18, right? Yep. 2020. Because yeah, it was basically a 10 year deal. All right. So he signed it after the Super Bowl. Mm Hmm. Super Bowl, hold on, 18, 18 was his first year, 19, 18, that's right, he sat 18. He sat 18. 19, he lost to Brady in the championship, and then his third year was- Third year is when they, when they broke through. When they so, broke through. So they bypassed the fifth-year option. He played on his fourth-year deal, and then, so he's and been on his, so he's on his second year of his contract. Yep. So again, he'll never see 450 because, for one, last year he didn't win the MVP, he didn't make it to the Super Bowl. And look at, and before you go on, this is how his is so team friendly. His base salary for this year is $5 million. Because of the, the signing bonus money. Because, the, because his, his money is going to be given in roster In bonus. roster bonuses. He makes $34 million just to be on the roster. So, but remember the base too, salary is only $5 million. The thing that they do, too, they incorporate your signing bonus into year one and year two of the contract. Right. So, 
when we when you look at Josh Allen, because Josh Allen, his cap hit don't kick in real heavy until this upcoming year. Yep. Because this was the first year of his his contract, right? Yeah. Yep. So that signing bonus that they gave him, it carries over into year one of the deal. So his cap hit this year was what? The cap hit was only 16. 16 mil. And it, and it skyrockets to what next year? But now his base salary for this year is 27.5. That's the base salary. That's the base salary. Not with incentives. No. So he got 27.5. He still get the three mil on the signing bonus. Yep. You know how that's broke down. He has no roster bonus. Because if we gave you 27 million, where you going? Right. We ain't gotta add nothing to the exactly. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's it, this. You stuff, gotta, you gotta, you gotta tricky, know how man. to, yeah, you gotta understand these contracts. Don't just listen to, for instance, the Roquan deal. Five years, 100 mil. 100 mil. Mm-hmm. No, the guarantees was only 45. 45. And he got what at signing? He got uh, 22 at signing. So it's really 23 for the next three years. 22 and a half. 22, right. 22 so it's really and a half. 23 million. Well, the, the fully guarantees is 45. Right. What I'm saying, got, they signed them to what? Twenty? What they gave him? At five years. Five years. No, five I'm year, saying, what was the signing bonus? The signing bonus was twenty two and 22. a half. That's what he got at signing. At the signing. At okay. signing. So he only has twenty exactly twenty three left. Twenty three left. But you hear a hundred million. But you hear a hundred mil. If Roquan Smith and your total slows guarantees down, is only sixty mil. Right. If he slows down next two years. He won't be there the third. So yet. look at it this way: in order for him to see a hundred mil, he's gonna have to go all pro for the next five years. He's gonna have to lead the league in sacks. He's gonna have to lead the league in interceptions. He's gonna have to. We don't know that. We don't know that. Just, just hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't want to say pro that. Pro You know what I mean? We don't know what. We don't pro know bowls. that part of the contract, like what the incentives right. is based off. But, but, but think of it in terms of all of all of the accolades he would have to yeah, achieve to get every defensive dollar. player of the year awards. Um. A certain number of sacks. Well, mm-hmm. Let's just say that a certain number of sacks. Yeah, a certain yeah. number. Certain a hundred tackles. hundred tackles. Lead the league in tackles. Lead the league in tackles. Be all pro. Be all pro. These pro are the ball. type of things that exactly. are for sure. That is definitely lead the lead the team in tackles. Probably be top three in tackles in the league. Make all pro. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Those type pro of things bowls. are for sure. Super Bowls. Those type of things are for sure. Now, if you make the Super Bowl, Playoffs. you probably get ten mil something like exactly. Exactly. Come That's on, the man. only way these players are ever going to see the full amount of their contract. And once they step on that, I tell you, put it this way: if they don't make the playoffs, they're not seeing the full full amount of that contract. All you got was <laughs> all you got was your base salary, your base salary, salary whatever and your workout and all of that, that type in. of stuff. That's all you got. If if you if you make you can make all pro every year and don't make the playoffs, you're not going to see. The full amount no, of that you'll contract. just see whatever percentage was based off making all pro. Exactly. And, and then I have one last question for all the Baltimore fans. What is the excuse now? Roquan got his deal done without an agent. I think I think it's the position. I think it's easier for them to to get that deal done with Roquan because of the position. There's more incentives and it's a higher number. At the but I, but I'm saying. There, a lot of people were saying that the deal wasn't getting done because he didn't have Oh, I see agent. what you're saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. You understand what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. So now we could dispel that. Got, exactly. Roquan we could dispel, got the deal. Now yeah. we could put that out the window now. Yeah. Because Roquan didn't have an agent in Chicago. Right. But you also got to look at them guarantees. His fully guarantees is less is less than half of the total amount of the contract. And that total amount, he'll never see. Right. But Roquan is replaceable based off his position. Exactly. You can find another one. Exactly. Do you want to keep playing this game with your quarterback? No. 
And that's why they're still, that's why they're still dancing. So for for them to come out and say, oh, <clears throat> we're 200% this, that, and the third, that's all. It's all talk. It's all talk. I told, I told Ryan, the when, that, when that press conference dropped, I ain't believe not one word. It's all, it's all semantics. It's all PR stunts. They want to make it look like they're all about Lamar. And, you know, if, if something don't get done, then it's going to look like Lamar's not the one that's trying to, trying it, to dance. It's Lamar's fault. Yeah. It's Lamar's fault. Yeah. Because where was all of that the last few weeks of the come season? Come on, man. I don't, like, like you broke it down to me based off how the Ravens do deals. The fourth year, fifth year, that's how yeah. they do deals. I've been this way about Lamar. Since his third year, because yeah. I know how it goes at that With position. The quarterbacks, right? Every After quarterback the third that you see outside of Dak, when you look at Kyler, when you look at Josh, any you, of them, any they of all them. got that pat. When they the all third got their year, start, uh, even Deshaun in Houston. They all started negotiating after year three. If you're, if most of the time, if a team <clears> lets you get past that third year without a deal, you might start. You might want to put your house on the market. Yeah, because you're not going to be there too much longer. Man, oh man! All right, you ready to uh, break the ice a little bit and uh, yeah, laugh it up a little bit? Mm-hmm. All right, since we on uh, since since Kenny ain't here, we we were supposed to have Kenny here. I was I was going to hit him. In I the mean, head I can call him. him. I can call you him. You can. Let me. You call can. Because I was going to hit him in the head with a uh, with another two minute drill. Let's call him and see <clears> what he got to say about. Let, let him explain this contract. <laughs> Let's call him. Let's call Kenny. Let's see. Duck in the smoke. Mm-hmm. And I told him. Duck it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> smoke ducker. He probably he probably couldn't explain the contract to us. It just <laughs> sounded good. <laughs> oh man. But look, I got a uh, I got a top five for you. Okay. Since we was on the topic of um dual threat quarterbacks. Okay. Give me your top five dual threat quarterbacks. Top five dual threat quarterbacks in of order? all time. You don't got well, give give me your five and then you can put them in order if you want. My see, top see where five. You, see where you go with this. Yeah, top five dual. Top five dual threat. All right. Well, I'm not gonna give them to you in order. Okay. Yet. I'm just gonna give you five. Vic. Okay. Michael Vic, Colin Kaepernick. Um. Mm. Would you consider? Would you? Would you consider Watson dual threat? No. No. Uh-uh. Um. Hmm. I can't think of five because I don't like those quarterbacks. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like that style, so I really don't. All right, I give you my five so you can kind of see where I'm going. Yeah. With. So, so I took it back to the '70s, the, the first one, Fran Talkerton. Fran Talkerton. Okay. So Fran that means you got Warm on in there. No. Randall oh, okay. Cunningham. Randall. Randall okay. Cunningham. Okay. So Donovan. I got. So I got. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. So okay. I got. I got Fran. Mm-hmm. Um. I got. Randall Cunningham, mm-hmm. I got Mike Vick, mm-hmm. got to put Lamar in there, mm-hmm. and my fifth, Steve McNair. Mm. Steve McNair. Steve. So, in my honorable mention, Steve Young, because before Steve Young got older, he was, he was like that, as far as scrambling, 
improvising. He would get yards. Because remember back then, the only one that was really running like that was Fran. Was Fran, yeah. <clears throat> and then it really didn't become that 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 term until until like Randall Cunningham. Yeah, until until until, until a melanin got involved. Right, right. That's what. It, yeah, once the melanin <laughs> right. get involved, you know so, it changes. Kaepernick. I put him, he's outside of my five because of the duration. Like, he didn't do it for a long time, in my so, opinion. Okay, because I was going to go, once you did that, I was going to go probably Vince, Vince Young. Yeah, like, they didn't do it. They yeah, didn't they didn't do it long. Right. But, you know, I can't, I would never say Fran. I never seen him yeah. play. You know what I mean? I would understand, I could understand Steve he Young. Was, to me, he, he's the one who created that term for that Right, position. no, that's like, fair. You know but, you know, if I... Because he was like that. that that's in, that's like just then. going off history. Right. You know what I mean? Being a historian of the game. I'm more so... I understand what he, the role he played. Right, right. Ushering in that in. No, right. not living in the moment. It's just... I got to see Based it. Based off of what you've seen. You know what right, I mean? Right, 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 right. I could, I could go that deep just off being a historian of the game, right. but I never seen him play. But but if you go back and, and look, watch see him. My, my father, he would sit me down and we would look at... Jim Brown, we look at yeah. Fran, OJ, all of them. Right, that's what I'm so saying. So when you seen Fran, and then like the reason why my when I look at, I guess the the guidelines for my top five. Of course, I would you know you got to look at duration, accolades, and what they were able to do when they were playing. When as far playing. as like how, like Fran went to the Super Bowl, they mm -hmm. didn't win it, but they went to the Super Bowl. Okay. Um. Lamar, the accolades, the, you know, being able to rush for over a thousand yards, winning the MVP. Vic, same thing. Rush for over a thousand yards. Lamar's the most if 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 I had if I had to, he would be number one based off who I saw. Cause he's he's a he's a freak athlete. Yeah. He's a freak athlete. I still am I still would put Vic at one because I gotta see more of what Lamar can do in a passing game. Like yeah, but I but, but but when I'm thinking dual threat, I'm more mm -hmm. so you know that's more legs for real. Yeah, but the thing about Lamar is that they design runs for him. Yeah. They didn't design runs for Vic. Yeah, yeah. If that pocket broke down, he was gone. He was gone. He was gone. He was gone. So and then I you then you know I'm comparing it like he's a lot more elusive than Vic was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. think I think he might be faster. He's bigger. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why. That's why. Like, if I had to put dual threat, I would put him, him number one off what I saw. Yeah. yeah. Because you like, <clears throat> whenever we play him, he scares me running. Right. Like he scares me running because he could take and to a me, ten that's yard the definition of, of a dual a dual exactly. threat. Where you gotta scare they me. scare. See, they scare you running and throwing. Right. But and he, a lot of people feel like Lamar don't. Scare he doesn't throw. No. No. And that's to me why he he's not number he's one. He's not number one. Mind. That's yeah. fair. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. When I look at dual that threat, thing eighty yards yeah, down the field. When I look at dual threat, yeah, I'm thinking what you doing with your legs because most of the time your instinct is gonna say to run. I feel that. I you feel understand that. what I'm saying? I feel that. So that's why I'm, I would never take that from him. See, but in the, throwing in, the ball, yeah, I'm taking my chances see, all day with him. Scheme to stop him to from stop running. him from running, right? See, I can't, I can't, if you I can't put eight in the box against Vic. Uh, uh. Don't do that. that. Don't uh -uh. do that. Same you thing with Cunningham. Exactly. You can't do that because, and he could throw it on the run, eighty yards. Right. Vic, his arm was crazy. Right. His arm was crazy. He could throw it, and his intangibles, you know, yeah. hit or miss. But he could, he yeah, was but, accurate on the run. But it was never, it was never a question of him getting it out there. Right. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? So exactly. that's 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 always been my argument, like. If you're a quarterback and I'm not scared of you throwing the ball, 
you're not a quarterback to me. I respect that. You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. the game's going to come down to, like, for instance, I was going to bring it up the Philly game. That miss to A.J. Brown. When he overthrew him. That overthrow. Uh-huh. That's one of them plays you got to have. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Now, it didn't hurt him because of the injuries on the San Fran side. Right. But what if that game was closer? Yeah. That's one of them plays that got to be made at that position. Yeah. That's 100%. a throw that has to be made. And that's how, also, that's how I judge my quarterbacks. I've also seen a lot of quarter, pocket quarterbacks miss, miss that pass. For sure. So, but, it's, but it's more emphasis put on the dual threat because they don't do it as consistently. As consistently. If, if out of five times a pocket quarterback going to make that three out of five. A dual threat, one out of five. Hundred percent. You understand what I'm saying? Hundred percent. It's the it, it's just that's just my viewpoint on it. With that being said, I'm rooting for the dual threat quarterback in the Super Bowl because not only are we seeing history because this is the first Super Bowl where we have two African American quarterbacks going up against each other, regardless if Mahomes is half black. And we're going to stop that. Mahomes is half black, but his father's black. His father's super black. So he's black. Super black. He's black. Like I've been saying a lot of that, you know, all on the. Oh, he's not black. Nah, he's biracial. Man, if your daddy's black, black yeah, you're black, bro. Hundred percent. Let's not even play that game. So I'm, I'm hoping. Like I, I like the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I respect the Chiefs. I'm not gonna say I like them. I mm-hmm. respect the Chiefs, but I want to see Philly get it because, for one, their ability to put the pieces around AJ. I mean, not AJ, uh, Jalen, and yeah. show that they believe in him. Mm-hmm. And look at where we are now. And remember, we had this conversation way before this. And I said, he going to get his money. He he fits what they do. Yeah. That's their style. 100%. They're going to pay him. 100%. And I'm rooting for it, not just because of the dual threat, because I don't like that quarterback style, but more so, I I look at it more so as a black thing. To they, me, it's, they, it's we got also it. We got to get. Also it comes time ethic. where we got to get that money. He's yeah. gotten better as a thrower. Yes, he's gotten better as a thrower, and he and took I, it upon himself that. to exactly. do that exactly. because he lost his job at Alabama. Why? Right. Because he couldn't consistently make the throws. Right. And every year since then, when he was at Oklahoma, all the way through to now, he's got better and better. Shout out to Philly, man! Stop climbing them uh, light poles, y'all. Like man, they y'all falling crazy. through bus stops and. Like y'all gotta chill out. Win the Super Bowl and then do that. Nobody's nobody was at work today. Win the Super Bowl and do do that. I'm I'm afraid what y'all gonna do to the city if oh y'all win that thing. Golly. So what that'll be two Super Bowls in the last what five, five years? Five years. They got something going. And what makes it crazy is different quarterback, different head coach. Yeah. So that's organizational. Top five GMs in the league, real quick. Top five GMs. <laughs> or if you don't know the names, just give me the teams. <clears throat> Top five GM. How we gotta be up there? Uh, oh no, for sure. Philly. How we up there? I'm gonna go Philly. <clears throat> I'm gonna go GMs. I like. I like. I like what Pittsburgh does. I like what Pittsburgh does, considering they're a small market. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Based off what they got to work with, I like what the Ravens was doing up until this year with with this whole Lamar situation because that's one, like you said, but that's I, one position that, you that's can't one, play with. Yeah, yeah, and but. But I would still put them there. Top five. They, I would still put five. them there. They'd be, yeah, or, or they'd be an honorary mention. Yeah. But I would put them there. So um, you got Philly, you got Pittsburgh. I, I like, would I would even, I would I, even put Green Bay in there. I was great to say, no, I, I was great to say Green Bay. I was great to say I like the Giants GM too. I like, uh, he he this is first year. I like so, Oh, this is oh, okay, yeah, okay, got, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Was it I was thinking Gettleman who, who, gone. Gettleman. Right? Ah, that's yeah. what I was thinking this about Dave Gettleman. For, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about Gettleman. You're yeah. 
Dang. I would say, I would where, where say, he at? nowhere. Oh, he's not. He yeah. don't got a job right now. Mm-mm. I would say, and Raven, I like Detroit. I would say Ravens. I'm, I'm looking at Detroit's doing a good job. Yeah, I like Detroit too. But I would say, so that would be my five. When I when, when I think about the GM, you think about, of course, the ability to get contracts done, uh, scouting mm-hmm. um, as far as the draft, free agency, just building the the all around good team. So mm-hmm. I would say Ravens at five. Okay. Um, Green Bay at four. Okay. No, Pittsburgh at four. Green Bay at three. Um, San Fran at two and Philly at one right now. All right. So how do you? So. So you like what you like what you like the raw you like what Green Bay has done with the last couple drafts with the, with the roster. Like I to me. On paper, and even if you look at that skill set, I don't know what it is, but like at every position, like when you look at that, especially the defense, and de- Green Bay has always had a good defense. When you think back to Clay Clay Tom, uh, Clay Matthews, mm-hmm. when they picked up um, Charles Woodson, yeah, <clears throat> AJ Hawk, and all of them, BJ Raji, like to me, that scheme has has always existed. When you think about the last ten years, we think about Kenny Clark, Preston Smith. Zadarius Smith, yeah. uh, Jair, Adrian Amos. I don't they, know. They I got, like, and I then like, that, off- that offensive line. When it comes to San <clears throat> Fran, I like what they do as far as trades. Now, in the draft, I'm getting a little skeptical because I really want to see what they do with this Trey Lance thing. That's the only thing that, to me, And like, that's the same make, issue I had with sense. Green Bay. With that Jordan but, Love move, right? But to me, outside that one move, like but that's, that's just major. one move. That's just one move. I understand it. That's but, a big move. But San Fran was still in the NFC Championship game. So again, it speaks to their scouting, them go, going out and getting a Brock Purdy. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like you look at that roster. I don't think they. I don't. I don't think they drafted him expecting him to be. No, absolutely. You know not. what I mean? I but, think that was a you, roster when you look body. At, when you look at his numbers, what he did in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what he did yeah, in he college. Was, they was playing all weekend. Did you watch the game? All weekend they was oh, playing Jalen, the, they, the, the Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I uh-huh. watched it. Yeah, and they was going at. Yeah. Oh he man. He was a 4 year starter. So that had like, me that had me looking forward to the game cuz I'm like okay. They yeah, they was balling and all yeah. he had Jalen had was a CD that year. Yeah. So that was a great game. So that's why I was I was I'm telling you I think I was intrigued by this game. I think what what San Francisco has done over the cuz overall Lynch has been that GM. I want to say he was was they he that GM when they went to the Super Bowl? Yeah, he was. That Emmanuel Sanders trade was huge when they mm-hmm. brought him in mid-season. Like and the way they robbed us, gotta put them up there. Oh, Jimmy! <laughs> no, not Jimmy. We gave them Jimmy. I'm talking about when they gave us Muhammad Sanu for that. Oh, second. for the second. Oh my God! I thought he was in uh, Atlanta when that happened. You sh- I thought he Did was we in get Atlanta. Him from Atlanta. Yeah, I think you got it from Atlanta. Man, whoever Sanu, Sanu was that on the stunt. team in the year they went After to the Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I'm great. Say whoever, man. Yeah, LGM is bottom ten, bottom. He's number thirty-two. Coach, yes, coach. <laughs> he's not. He's not oh, bottom real coach. Quick, before we get out of here, what do you think about the um? What do you think about D- uh, D'Amico Ryan's being a uh, front runner I hate for the it. Houston job? I hate it. I hate it. Whew. The thing is, I think they're going to be a. If he he's going to take that job because he took his he name played, out. Of, he played with him too, right? He, and he took him. he took his name out, out of the Denver. Denver yeah. So I, I see him taking that job. I think it's more so because he played there. You know what I mean? They're going to be a little more lenient with yeah. him, but it's just that <clears throat> organization. I'm going to end the podcast on this note. Jerry Jones is the most spiteful owner 
petty. <laughs> he is so, He's so petty, petty, yo. You you got rid of what's what's the coordinator name? Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. But I think it was mutual because he wanted to get down L.A. Yeah, but I also think he let him see the way I was looking at it. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn was like, "I'm gonna stay," and Kellen Moore was like, "No, nah, I want to get out here and you know get my interview game going." But I think and- Dan Quinn didn't have a choice. What you mean? Because his name wasn't his he name was connected was, to Denver, but he was, it, but he was never in the the, the top front runner. the front runners okay. because okay. of what he did last year. Last year was when he was supposed to take his job. I'm gonna stand by what I said. I still think that that Jerry a little petty for that. Like if it was mutual, then I feel like it should have came out a little bit more. Like the verbiage should have been it was mutual, not oh we let him go. Like. Cause to me that seemed like you let him go because I, he wanted but, to. Okay, so before we end, before we get out of here, what reason would he have to let him go, Kellen? Yeah, because he wanted to become a head coach. Oh, okay. And and Dan came back, so okay, it was like okay, well, let's okay. keep the band together. But okay. Kellen like, no, nah, I want to get out here and be a head coach. Okay, okay. Oh, why are you You're looking at it from that aspect? Mm-hmm. No, I'm thinking you was. I'm thinking more so based off how the season ended with Mm-mm. the offense. No. Okay. Oh, that was, all right. that okay. was that. Okay, <laughs> that was so, that. So. You think that he has a better chance getting a a, a head coaching job? No, from, right. No, it's just the fact that he wanted to get out there and interview for a head coaching job, and then Dan Quinn, who's been a head coach, decided to come back and continue to be the defensive coordinator. Whereas Kellen wanted to get out there and interview for some head coaching. Because yeah, all he did was just take the OC job in LA, in LA right? He just sits. Still spiteful. Yeah, no, he. I mean. You know he's and you and he still ain't what? He he still ain't denounced racism. This is the adjusting the world podcast. We'll holler at y'all next week. <laughs>